you should you should tell our audience about that text but our uh, our text conversation that night yes and he gives her this like octopus, octopus concoction and i swear to god it penetrates her okay you know where i'm saying you know where i mean and i message ion and i am like what is this hentai that you have sent me like how i i was like i don't know if i can keep watching this like i was really going off because i was like this is not this is not a normal anime okay this, and he's like, it's not hentai. I'm like, she was penetrated on screen. I don't care if she was still wearing clothes. The octopus tentacle went up there, okay? It was clearly between her legs. It was there, okay? It was, this is not PG, okay? It's not even PG-13. It's X. This is an X-rated anime. We'll, paste, we'll, we'll post our conversation on Facebook. It was actually pretty funny. She just kept repeating it. I have, yeah, well, I mean, we can we can use the search function, but she just kept spamming the hell of me in capital letters. <laughs> I heard, what the fuck are you asking? Wake up. Stop ignoring me. <laughs> it was like the funniest thing ever. I probably but, sent you 58 messages about, about yeah. like, what the fuck is going on All in the capital show. letters. And then the funny thing is I ignored her for a while. And then, like, a day later, no, she's like. No, but his response she does was it, she the stopped. best. Because he was over here like, it's not hentai. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, clearly you haven't watched enough hentai. And I was like. Yasha is a furry Poland. You don't know what Trigon is? Oh my god. No, why are you surprised? How they're like super OP and like Trigon. Sailor Mars is over here with her psychic <laughs> powers <laughs> and her really cute toes. Bow down, bitch. Like Welcome to Incoherent Geek Shit in another special. It feels like we're always doing special episodes, right, Siri? <laughs> yeah, at this point, kind of. But that's only because all of the holidays seem to come like at the second half of the year, like towards the. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's like what every holidays? four weeks. And then we do episodes every two weeks, so it makes sense. <laughs> but yes, like, I'm Ion, that's Sari, and uh, today is our Thanksgiving episode because it is Thanksgiving. We actually pushed up this episode about a few days for Thanksgiving. That we did. And we are going to be talking about food. Food. But not just food. Food-related shows, of course. So we have... Food-related geek shows. Yes, so we have Food Wars... The anime, very popular. I'm sure that everyone, well, not everyone, but most of you have probably heard of it. Then we have what? Samurai Gourmet and Restaurant to Another World. Uh, it's actually Gourmet Samurai. Gourmet Samurai? Wow. Oops. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's Gourmet Samurai. I think it's Samurai Gourmet. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is not off to a good start. It is Samurai Gourmet. I was right. Yeah, it's Samurai Gourmet. Ha! <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, wow. That, that might be a first for Incoherent Geek Shit. Sari is right at something and Ion is wrong on something. Wow, that's crazy. But yes, we are going to be <laughs> we are going to be talking about food, but we're talking about Japanese food. Although uh, Americans celebrate Thanksgiving, it doesn't mean that the rest of the world celebrates something like this. But you guys can join in wherever you are wherever you are celebrating right. or not celebrating anything and you can just listen to us talk about food because food is a universal thing right like we all love food yeah at the end of the day exactly everyone loves food so there it is so what are your thanksgiving traditions and have they changed since you were a kid um it's gonna change this year <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, with covid uh are you let me ask you this are you doing one of these um zoom thanksgivings 
No. That's apparently, okay, good. Because no. I think that's the most awkward thing. Like, everybody that I'm talking to on my Facebook group and stuff like that, everyone's like, oh, I'm doing my Zoom Thanksgiving with my family. And I'm like, isn't that kind of awkward? Because like, when you're Zooming, you got to talk nonstop, right? Or if you just have the camera rolling, you're eating, everyone's just silent and looking at each oh other. Oh, my God. Webcam, like. It's just like everybody's doing a mukbang 2020. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody's, exactly. Everybody's but doing a mukbang. But just for their families, like live stream, like family mukbang. I, yeah, I feel like that's the most awkward thing. So, no, we're not doing that. Um, I don't even, I really have no plans right now. Usually there is a big family gathering where we have like 30 people friends and family we get together and uh we eat and then we go line up for black friday because oh that's wait, always really? a tradition yeah i mean you know I hey, do, you, do you do that on thursday night though or it's well thanksgiving yeah. is usually on thursday well yeah. it used to be it used to be thursday nights right after thanksgiving dinner then you go line up and then friday morning at like 5 a.m they open the doors but then they stop that completely now all these companies are doing like pre- Black Friday. It's like Wednesday now where you actually have to go line up and they open the store on Thanksgiving Day, which is, is crappy. Uh, so the last couple of years, I've been buying stuff online. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was the Thanksgiving tradition. Black Friday was actually uh, more fun in the old days. But nowadays, it's kind of ruined. But none of that is happening <laughs> this year. It doesn't matter. What about yeah. you? What are you? What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Um. So first of all, I just wanted to say that as far as Thanksgiving goes, like, having Black Friday on Thanksgiving, I never really liked to support that because I felt bad mm. for the people that had to work. I was like, this totally. is a holiday, and if I go, then I'm the reason that they're working. So I don't know if I've actually ever went anywhere on Thanksgiving like for Black Friday. But my family's tradition has changed since I was a kid because when I was a kid, I was not old enough to be home alone. Um, so we, our whole family would go up north because as I don't know if anyone in the audience, like what kind of audience do we have? You would know better than I, I would. Oh, so, uh, we are about 90% from America and then we have 5% from Brazil. So thank you everybody listening for Brazil. And then 1% <laughs> all the others, uh, all the other countries, which we appreciate too. And if you are from Brazil, make sure you comment BR somewhere. <laughs> yeah, BR. <laughs> Go find our YouTube channel and comment BR on or, it. Or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, anyway, it's hunting season right now. So here's where I live. I live somewhere where it's cold, gray, and gloomy. So, like, you figure it out. Ohio? Um, anyway. <laughs> Like I said, just anyway, so it's uh, it's deer season here, and so my family would always go up to our, like, land up north, because it's, it's actually literally north from where we live, but up north is like a, it's like a, it's a term here, it's a vocabulary word here, okay, and it, it means, like, anywhere that isn't where you live. Like, I could go to, like, Texas, and I would call it up north, like, that aside, so yeah, I was always up there, and we would have our Thanksgiving dinner all together as a family. But then as I got older, you know, we don't have, like, running water there. We don't have cable. We don't have internet. We have nothing but the trees and the sky and the smell of the leaves. And So a real classic Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We actually would go to our great aunt's house because, like, okay, this is a lot. So... My cousins also would go up north. And so everyone would be staying at, like, our property up there. So me and my mom and my grandma would go to my great aunt's house, which is my grandma's sister-in-law. And we would stay with her because she had extra room. 
And then the rest of my family would come to her house and she and her husband would often go have um, their Thanksgiving with their children. And so then we would all have it at her house because, like, you know, it was a little bit easier because they have running water <laughs> and, like, a better stove, basically a bigger stove. Um, but now, now, you know, like I said, I'm older and I can't live without the internet. So I don't really go up north anymore. My mom usually doesn't either. So me and my mom would usually just have Thanksgiving together. We just, like cook whatever. Usually my mom would cook it because I don't really like turkey. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, it's not very flavorful to me, but I, you know, I, I'll eat it with gravy on it. I just, I just don't care about it. Like I, I'm so done with like the traditional food. Like, yes, give me mashed potatoes, but like, why can't, why do we have to stick to the traditions of what you have for Thanksgiving? Like, why can't we try and that something different for will us? transition us <laughs> to our first segment <laughs> talking about food wars because that is all food wars is about original food and crazy recipes and people stepping out of their boundaries to make amazing amazing dishes and also naked girls (laughs) and shedding their clothes yeah you know uh when we first started watching food wars I was not sure that I wanted to continue. The first episode really leaves you with doubt. Let me tell you. Should, you. you should tell our audience about that text, but our uh, our text conversation that night. So we actually planned to talk about food wars like a long, long, long time ago. So I start watching this show, and I didn't really know anything about it other than that it was like a cooking anime that was popular because I had seen other people talk about it, so I knew. It was a thing. Shonen Jump, yeah. And the first, in the first episode, it's at his, like, little family diner. And, like, I don't know if it's, like, a... I think it's one of the students at his school or something, like, comes and has this... I think it was supposed to be one of the gross foods because his dad and him always compete for who can make both the best and the most disgusting food. The octopus. Yes, and he gives her this, like, octopus concoction, and I swear to God, it penetrates her. Okay? You know where I'm saying. You know where I mean. (laughs) And I message Ion, and I am like, what is this hentai that you have sent me? Like, how... I I was like, I don't know if I can keep watching this. Like, I was really going off, (laughs) because I was like, this is not... This is not a normal anime, Okay? This, and he's like, it's not hentai. I'm like, she was penetrated on screen. I don't care if she was still wearing clothes. The octopus tentacle went up there, okay? It was clearly between her legs. It was there, okay? It was, this is not PG, okay? It's not even PG-13. It's X. This is an X-rated anime. All because of that. And I was like, I, w- I asked him, I was like, do we, like, do I have, do I really have to watch this? Because I was like, I... This is too much for me, okay? Like, this is... <laughs> we don't we'll have post, an OnlyFans. Uh, this is we'll, not we'll, a hentai. This is not we'll a hentai review show. Our, we'll, paste, we'll, we'll post our conversation on Facebook. It was actually pretty funny. She just kept repeating... I ha- yeah, well, I mean, we can, we can use the search function, but she just kept spamming the hell of me in capital letters. <laughs> I am, what the fuck are you asking? Wake up, Stop ignoring me. <laughs> it was like the funniest thing ever. I probably but, sent you 58 messages about, about yeah. like, what the fuck is going on All in the show. letters. And then the funny thing is I ignored her for a while. And then, like, a day later, no, she's like... No, but his response she does was it, she the stopped. best because he was over here like, it's not hentai. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, 
clearly you haven't watched enough hentai. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just over here. Like, are you seeing the faces they're making? Are you like, are we watching a different let show? Me, let me just remind you, Foot Wars is also a Shonen Jump property, which is the same place where Hikaru no Go or uh, Dragon Ball or, <laughs> you know, all these or Hunter x Hunter, all these shows and all these uh, Hold on, manga. are you going to say, is Food Wars a shonen? It is a shonen, yeah. Oh my god. It's a shonen, it's on, it was on Shonen Jump. This, and this is back to our conversation from the past, like, the past episode. Episode 2. Naruto. Episode 2, like, Naruto, yeah. All these things Check are that shonen. Episode out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but there's a lot of shonen tropes in Food Wars. Uh, before we jump into why we did the show, uh it does feel like a Shonen Jump property. It's so weird because I was going to no, say... No, I like, feel it. He's like the OP underdog, just like Naruto. Yeah. And then you have overpowered enemies and like he has to work his way, gain allies, and then he has to dig deep and fight through it. It's like... it's fight it really through does all feel, the titties. Fight through all the titties. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he has to gain allies and then it's like a rebel group. Like really... That one um, arc where Erina goes into hiding and Central takes over the school, the rebellion felt like Bleach's So Society arc. Like, when I was watching that, it felt like a Shonen Jump property. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm enjoying this as much as I am. Not for the boobies and stuff like that, literally for the story <laughs> and the cooking. Because I, I love cooking. I love, I'm not great at cooking, but I love cooking. I love cooking shows and, and food, even though I don't really like eating as much as most people. Uh, but it's always enjoyable to watch this, and it Wait, felt like I was watching like Dragon me. Ball. Wait, you're like me. I just realized this because I I've been watching. Obviously, I've been watching these shows for this episode, and I was. This is a kind of off topic, but kind of on topic. Samurai you're Gourmet. Always off topic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Samurai Gourmet. They're like it's like the second or third episode. The guy like eats so much as a kid, and then it shows him like. Going in for seconds as an adult or whatever, uh -huh. or senior citizen. And I was just sitting here thinking, like, I could never eat that much. I don't even eat until I'm full. And, like, <laughs> I was thinking about, like, this podcast. I'm like, people are going to make fun of me. Because if I sit here and say, like, yeah, I like food, but, like, I just eat till I'm satisfied. Because I don't like feeling full. Like, yeah. people are going to think I'm crazy, but eat. I think you're actually. Uh, if you've insane. had if you've had stomach problems or like digestion problems, like you know you know how it is. You uh, you just eat as much as you need, and then you're good. Like you don't need to overstuff yourself. I think that's why you and I are actually uh, rather in shape. So we're, <laughs> yeah, we're we, pretty, we physically uh, can't eat too much. <laughs> yeah, compared to most uh, Americans, <laughs> I think we're okay. But yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, it's kind of it's. Food Wars is so intriguing because, yes, I understand that first episode is an, an, an anomaly, right? It doesn't feel like the rest of the show. Once no. Soma, our main character, gets abandoned by his father. His, so basically the premise is Soma and his father run the Yukihira um, restaurant, which is like a family kind of diner in, in Japan. And his father leaves and goes on a trip and Soma enrolls into this really prestigious cooking school. And the minute he goes into the cooking show, cooking um, school, the whole show just opens up because he meets all these characters like Arina, who is like, what do they call her? The god, uh, she has the god tongue, which uh, is a magical tongue that can taste anything just from 
one, you know, just from the thing touching her tongue. It's pretty <laughs> amazing how she has that skill. Uh, but yeah, he meets all these allies, all these friends. And originally he's like this kind of cocky character who only wants to cook at Yukihira's and he doesn't need to learn anything. He feels like he, all he needs to learn is from experience with his dad. But then going to school, he realizes there's so many better cooks. There's so many other things that I need to learn. And this is actually the place I need to be at. And right. it's actually really cool if that's what Shonen is all about. And I love that it goes that way. Yeah. And at the same time, his background actually gives him an edge because he is able to think out of the box in ways that other people aren't. And he's also like a really quick learner. So it's, it's cool, and it, it's, like I said, he's like the OP underdog. Just like Naruto, who has the fox spirit or whatever it is inside of him, you know, this Yukihira Soma has, well, his father is like a famous chef, so this whole time he didn't know that, but he was getting tutored by, like, a, an incredibly famous chef. But he also has this sense of, like, I don't know if I should call it family, but he wants the people who eat his food to feel something from it, whether it's like being Mm -hmm. comforted or, you know, being brought back to a certain memory. Like it's more than just like, this is food that tastes good for him. It's like, this is food that makes you feel something and tastes so good that apparently you're going to have like a random naked, like fantasy about yourself. I don't know. (laughs) That part's weird. And it does lessen as the show goes on. It it does dial down quite a bit from the first episode. Otherwise I would be like, I don't know about this. They quicken it. It's just the clothes shedding and there's no tentacles after that. There's no tentacles. (laughs) It's just blushing and like a little bit of nudity. To be fair, it's not just sexualizing women because all the men get their clothes as long as the food touches them in a way that's just magical, their clothes will shed off. So regardless how old they are, how young they are, how beautiful they are, clothes are going to come off. <laughs> this is true. And that was something that I appreciated about it because I remember watching the first couple episodes and being like, look at all these big titty bitches. And like, man, this is going to be like, I just thought it was going to be kind of sexist. But then I was like, oh, wait. Like, fat old men are naked, too. (laughs) (laughs) Great. And super buff men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all in between. And then they all take baths together, too, so it gets a a little weird. But thankfully, I think they did not do that to children, did they? I don't remember any children. I have not seen any children. Thank God they didn't go there. I know they're trying (laughs) to be equal here, but please, not the children. (laughs) Not the children. Yeah, but, you know... One one of the reasons we featured these three particular shows is because we felt like these three shows really really brought a great like tone to food and people and how it unifies people. And Food Wars is one great example of that because not only does Soma unify his friends and family and the people he feeds, like he touches people with his food, his dedication to the craft, and also his heart. He puts his heart into his cooking, right? So people actually can feel that when they eat. But he like food itself and their common goal of creating the best dish and the most tasteful dish, it drives them and unifies them no matter how different they are and how far apart they are from um you know their skill set or their location like two of the brothers uh are from france you have people from all over the country all over the world 
gathering in this school and they all have one common goal which is to be chefs and to make delicious food so food is a unifier and that's what thanksgiving is all about right thanksgiving was about the pilgrims and the white men eating and finding common ground Wait, the pilgrims the pilgrims were the white men sorry did i say the pilgrims are the white men yes. <laughs> I, mean, I meant the pilgrims and the native americans uh, finding common ground and and kind of bonding over food, right? And that's what Food Wars kind of has, you know? It, like, a lot of people unify uh, over story arcs, of course, over time. Um, and enemies become friends thanks to food. Yeah, I think the enemies become friends we see really huge with Mikumi. Um, because she was like, oh, I use the best meat ever. No one can beat me, blah, 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 blah. And, like, the moment he beats her, she's, like, so... And well, she gets she starts having a crush on him after yeah, that, meet, and meet. she's like his biggest fan after that. Yeah, meet me, and then also the uh, Aldini brothers have kind of like this. Um, well, you know her Japanese nickname Nikumi. Niku mm. is meat in Japanese, so it, it that's yeah. why that's why they call her that. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? I I actually watched this. Um, I don't even remember her real name. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember her real name either, actually. <laughs> but yeah, I watched this dubbed because it was on Netflix, right? So they have two seasons on Netflix, and then. Um, Season three, four, and five are also out elsewhere. Uh, but the funniest thing is Erina has the most Californian accent really? ever. Yeah. How does she sound like in, in the Japanese version in the Japanese version? I don't know. She just sounds like your normal hot girl character. I didn't think really? that she had any like extra special voice so in in the uh in the dub she has this really long drawl it's like do you ship why them? are you talking to me like this <laughs> i don't ship them as much as i ship um soma and Magu. is it yes Megami? oh my god i was gonna be so mad if you didn't ship them yeah, like, soma that is and megami are like the cutest thing ever I just, yeah, their story is really sweet because she's such a shy, anxious girl and he kind of helps her get out of her shell and, and gain confidence in herself because her, the whole, because she's also like, just like him, that underdog, but she's not cocky. Instead, she was almost going to flunk out of the school because she yeah. gets so nervous every time she had to perform. Yeah. So I thought it was really cool because she kind of ended up like looking up to him. She's actually my favorite character in the show. Probably because I feel kind of like she's really, really relatable because everybody else is like so cocky, even the main character. And like, yeah, you do kind of like that about him. You like that he's confident. But there's just something I think because Megumi is the person that's more like us and you watch her grow and become better. And it's kind of like, oh, I can do that, too. Like, so I think maybe that's why I like her so much. But yeah, no, I, I love Megumi. She's a great. Actually, I like all the characters. There's a lot of yeah. great characters, especially in the dorm. They have a lot of cool characters. But I really like uh, Megumi and her like her backstory with her family. And, yeah. you know, like, she's the best cook and in her, her area. But right. Yeah. And how her cooking is always like it's always like kind hearted in that yeah. it often helps people. Like the one episode she put medicinal herbs into her food and the taste was light because she knew that old people would be eating it like she yeah. made the food to be healthy for them but delicious it was like such a sweet touch that nobody else thought to do i believe or i don't remember it was a it was a while ago for that part but yeah. i just remember that that was like kind of her personal touch is like motherly cooking is probably the best way to put it 
Yeah, no, she that's that's what makes her cooking special. Yeah, you know, and each one of them has a unique kind of like cooking style. You know, like Akira has one, and then Alice Nakari, which is Erina's cousin, cousin also、yeah. has like this really technologically sound cooking style. They call、and、it gastronomy.、Really、like, yeah. yeah, gastronomy, and these are all real things. Like I learned a lot, so I actually tried, I tried a recipe from the show. So I tried to make the frozen tempura don that Soma made for Erina, and oh my god, I wasted so many eggs. <laughs> Because it is one of the hardest things to do. Like I'm not even kidding. Because freezing an egg is so difficult. You have to leave it there for two days, and a lot of times, if you don't do it exactly correct, the eggs are going to crack, and it's useless. Cracked. So. You know the recipes in the show are real recipes you can do, and some of these things are really difficult to make. And I tried it, and it was、uh, it was a failure. But it's pretty cool. Yeah, I've been trying well, that's、ones. part of the show, though, is that they make everything kind of almost otherworldly. Like the challenges, like serve two hundred meals in two hours. Like, is that actually possible to do and not have it be like a total? Because you because they're doing it all alone. You know、yeah. what I'm saying?、Mm-hmm. And especially when you look at characters like Alice, who did this like incredibly like intricate egg thing, where it looked like an egg, but it wasn't even an egg. But it,、yeah. you know what I'm saying, it was like, yeah, yeah, it just. Yeah. And then you have like other characters who serve way over the 200. It's like that is not humanly possible. I just don't believe that that's humanly possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a shonen. Yeah, it is a shonen. But yeah, I mean, I, I, what I meant was like the recipes are real. Like it will take you like five times. Longer、As、to long, make it. <laughs>、yeah. They make them、But、in like ten minutes. Like here's、yeah. my like incredibly gourmet. Like it's impossible to make this in ten minutes because just this just this broth alone would take like an hour or two. <laughs> But、yeah. here it is in ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Or, although they, I do think Food Wars does a good job of like showcasing that they do a lot of prep work. They do. So like they, they yeah, practice they a lot and they 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 fuck up a lot. Like they、yeah. actually show this a lot that you mess up and you have to try it over and over and over, and that they stay up and they wake up really early to make that broth or to、right. try out a different one. So I like how Food Wars、uh, illustrates that. Yeah, it honestly, isn't an instant thing. as far as a food show goes, because I feel like there's types of shows like food shows, music shows that tend to be kind of slow and boring.、Mm-hmm. Um, but Food Wars, the way that they cut this show, it, it makes a lot of sense, and they they build up a lot of like. Suspense and tension, mostly because you have、um, Soma, who is always being looked down on by the other people because oh, you just come from a shitty family restaurant. Like that's、mm-hmm. what they think of him. But then what he does is he takes these quote unquote normal meals. They're always like, oh my god, you made a normal bento box, ew. But then he adds like this special twist, and that's what、yeah. makes it amazing. Is he takes something that is normal and shows them like. Normal food or quote unquote. A great、normal. example of that is the yeah, first encounter with Erina. Right? He、uh, yeah. He served her this regular dawn bowl, and she's like, "This is so beneath me. I don't、yeah. even want to eat it." And then all of a sudden, she, like she's trying to hold her clothes on she, because、yeah. like, she's getting blown away. <laughs> no, her clothes are off. She's like through the clouds. There's like <laughs> yeah. There's this whole animation of her in this like. I don't know if it was like a spring scene or something.、Yeah. It was this is like beautiful scene, and yeah. And she is a hardcore sundere. Sundere. <laughs> sundere. She's a hardcore sundere. Sundere, whatever you want to call it with your British accent, but um, yeah, she's a hardcore sundere, and she never admits that Soma's cooking really makes her happy, and and she likes it. Yeah,、and、she never says delicious. She always says it doesn't taste good until the very、she's、end. She's just lying、like、to herself for some reason. Yeah, 
No, I mean, some girls do that, you know. But uh, if Food Wars was an anime version of MasterChef, it's cutthroat, it's quick action, like you said. Yeah. And if Food Wars is MasterChef, then the other it's two more shows. It's interesting than MasterChef, though. <laughs> then the other two shows we're talking about today are the complete opposite of that because they're not cutthroat and they're very laid back and it's a very slice of life and we're going to transition yeah, over definitely. now to one of my favorite shows on netflix like i really love the show i've seen it like five six times now really and it's called samurai gourmet the irony is that i got the name wrong <laughs> yes <laughs> he's it's like called- it's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I really do like the show. Like I um it's one of my favorite shows to just leave on in the background uh before going to sleep. It's so calming, right? It is. Actually, yeah, it really is. And it there's something about it that it's like like it's not it's not like a, a page turner show. Like I don't obviously shows you don't turn page. You get my point here, okay? It's not like a, a show that maybe you would binge, but it's still something that like it it does relax you, I think, to watch it. So there's still this value in it. That, you know, you don't find in something like Food Wars. Yeah. So Samurai Gourmet, for those of you guys who don't know, it's a live action show made by Netflix, Netflix original, based off of a manga of the same name. Um, And so this show is about a a man named Takashi Kasumi. And he's a 60-year-old man who looks like he's going on 80. (laughs) His wife looks so young, too. His wife is younger. So the twist is, uh, I don't think you watched the last episode, but... uh, there's a there's a, well, I'll, I'll get to it in a bit but he's a 60 year old man who is retired he just retired and he doesn't know what to do with himself but he finally realizes that he spent so much time every single day of his life working because japanese people have a very strict uh work ethic. life worth it exactly work work ethic <laughs> and now he doesn't know what to do he's finally able to live his life and he realizes that he's missed so much and his own personality has been held together and help within himself due to societal things. You, you, Japanese businessmen are very submissive. They follow business rules and uh, superiors and senpais and stuff like that, right? And now he's a retired man. He's free. And so what he does is he goes around eating and enjoying life. But he's a little reserved and he's a little... He doesn't really know how to feel comfortable in certain places. And he doesn't know if he can order a beer in the middle of the day because, yeah. <laughs> you know, people might co- like look at him like, oh, look at this drunk. Right. Yeah. But then what he does is he has hallucinations or a vivid imagination of a samurai, a ronin samurai without a master doing what he thinks is right at all times. And he has these visions of it and it teaches him to come out of his shell. And sometimes it's not successful. He doesn't always yeah. succeed. And other times that samurai vision does help him. It's a really beautiful slice of life show. And it's actually a really heartwarming show. Like after episode four, every episode after that, like just, it's just so darn heartwarming. I like, I love <laughs> this show so much. What would samurai do? That's the new, uh, the new mo- motto to live your life by. What would a samurai do? Yeah, what would it? What would a Ronin do? Yep. <laughs> but no, yeah, I think it is very sweet because even the beginning episodes are kind of sweet because it's, like I said, it's like this sweet old guy too. He's just, I, I thought it was really funny because the first episode, he's like, he he wakes up and he thinks he has to get ready for work, and his wife is like, 
you don't have to work. You retired, remember? And he's like so upset about it. And I was like, geez, this guy must have loved his job or something. Like, should I? Can't wait to retire. <laughs> it's all they know. It's Japanese culture. Yeah, it's, it's Japanese culture. That's how it is. Like they live for their business. You know, Japanese businessmen, they don't leave their company. They stay with them their whole career. That's how it works. It's not like America or other Western. Well, he only he said that he moved to that area 15 years ago. So I wonder if it, if it was just that he moved homes or if he moved jobs as well as homes. I have no clue. So he's been with that company since he was a, oh, okay. uh, a young adult. Yeah. Most Japanese businessmen um, in traditional cultures, they stay I with mean, one company out of college. That's mm-hmm. not I don't think it's well. My dad has also been with the same company, like, his whole life, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, he had a couple different jobs, like, internships, jobs, whatever, when he was young. But probably, I think he's been working where he works, like, at least 30 years or maybe more. Like, he's been quite a long time that he's worked there. So, it's most of his life. I mean, to me, it's, like, in some senses, it it is amazing to have that kind of stability where you literally just can stay in the same place. And not have to like probably really worry about it because you've been there for so long and you know the job and you understand it. But at the same time, it also feels kind of limiting to like never do anything different or. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess it all depends on what you want to do. One of those things where it's a difference of culture, like millennials especially have a difficult time with that. But I guarantee you 100 percent that that's what the issue is with Japan as well, because for so many decades, that's the culture there. You go yeah. out of college. My dad actually wants to retire though. He doesn't yeah. have any qualms <laughs> about that. Yeah. Well, once your dad retires, he can go around eating after COVID and uh, he can enjoy his meal because uh, that's, that's what you do after you retire. But um, yeah, I mean, this show, the reason I absolutely love the show is like each episode just re- brings a really, it's a really calm sense of like understanding of oneself about like little things that could trigger us, but really hold no value in upsetting us, you know, and we have such a hard time letting that go. <laughs> yeah. And this guy, the, his facial reactions to eating, like he has the best face when he tastes food. Like <laughs> it's like he's in ecstasy. It's like it's the greatest thing. And the way he thinks, he's definitely like an INFJ. Like he worries about everything every little thing he worries about somebody looking at him he worries about what someone's perception of him is that's how a lot of us actually feel like and think like and that's why he also has these fantasies you know and uh it really helps him realize a lot of these things that could be fixed just by being yourself and food is also just a background aspect for his personal growth you know it actually isn't really the main I guess it's not really like the main um, character, I guess. Food isn't like the main thing here. It's actually his personal growth, that is. Yeah, and even though the show does center a lot on on food and different things that he ends up trying, it also kind of shows how he gets there. Um, So I think it might be the third episode, second or third. He goes to visit a friend and they play golf. And then Mm -hmm. on the way home, he decides, actually, I'm not going to go home. I'm going to stay out because my whole life, I've like, apparently he's never gone out. Like, he calls his wife to tell her he won't come home. And she's like, he's never slept yeah. by himself. Yeah. yeah. She's like, he's never been alone. So, yeah, then he stays at this um, inn and they serve him breakfast. And it kind of, like I said, it, it, it doesn't 
necessarily revolve like like the show is about food but it's not like you're saying it's like it shows other aspects of his life in ways that he's growing because he decides you know what I don't have to go home I can do something different for once and that wasn't even about food so yeah it's it's cool to see him kind of grow in different ways but it's also kind of I don't know like it's it's a heartwarming show but when you think about it objectively like it's kind of sad that he's 60 years old and he's first living his life and I I think yeah maybe it kind of tells you like maybe maybe don't do that to yourself yeah it's one of those things like you and I watching because we don't live in Japan you might feel that way but I guarantee you like I said once again I guarantee you a lot of Japanese men and women are feeling exactly what he's feeling and this show is I mean that's Japanese culture there like that is 100% Japanese culture and it sucks for us to watch, but it, to them, it's normal. It is absolutely normal. And it's it's kind of funny because he learns it's never too old to try new things. It's never too late never to too try old. new things. <laughs> never it too is late. too old at some point. Please do not eat expired food. Okay, yeah, okay, sure. That, <laughs> you're right there. But yeah, you're right. Um, like that that one episode was great, that bed, uh, bed and breakfast meal thing was yeah. great because um, oh I, my I, god the other thing about these shows is like how much food i want to try <laughs> but i know i can't cook it myself because the thing is like i haven't really experienced a lot of cuisines aside from mm-hmm. like i guess american stuff so i don't want to try to cook it myself even if i would like find the recipes because i'm never gonna know how it's supposed to taste like yeah, i don't even know no, how you it's have supposed to, to taste you have to go first. out you have to go out and he's absolutely right there's a couple episodes where he talks about this like going through the back alleys a lot of these rundown shacks are just the best especially in asia and watching this show i really miss japan and asia and it's it, I just love how they showcase so many. I want like the, ramen so bad. Now, yeah, but well, not the ramen like, one is the bad one, right? Because I know it is, but I don't Chinese even one. want the instant ramen. Like, I want to go someplace with like yeah. ramen with like delicious noodles and oh. oh, well, that on the good on the bright side. I mean, North America has a lot of great ramen shops. Like a lot of the actual Japanese uh, stores are actually in the U.S. Like we have a lot of um, good ones here. Um, but yeah, like the the little rundown shack with the uh rain coming through the the leak that was one of my favorite episodes because it shows just how people in japan just get together and they're so lonely like businessmen just go and like people from college or like just random people just go sit in these little corners and just eat by themselves and i saw this when i was in japan last year and and when i went as a kid and at izakayas and udon shops and yuki uh, yakinikus like i love eating there but there's such a lonely feeling but this show it brings people together every place he goes to he meets people he interacts with people and he has like a moment where people come together it's really beautiful if you uh i highly recommend watching the show but if you only can watch a couple episodes here are a few that are really sentimental and like just it just makes you feel really heartwarming the anniversary episode uh the rundown rainy shack episode the niece episode where he uh, gives her advice and also the croquet episodes they're just so well done and it brings like the sense of nostalgia to viewers i don't i i've never even lived in japan and i feel nostalgic for these places (laughs) you know i've only visited japan like 
a handful of times myself, and I feel so nostalgic for these. So uh, I think the show did really great. Well, something I also liked about that you're talking about eating alone is lonely, but I feel like he didn't seem lonely when he was eating in any of the places, and I kind of liked that just because. There's always this sense that you're going to be judged if you go somewhere alone, whether it's to the movies, to a mm-hmm. bar, to a restaurant, to like anywhere that people often go with friends or significant others. And, you know, here you have a man who clearly was successful in his life, at least with his career, worked his whole life uh, and retired at 60, which is a pretty solid age to retire at, has a wife, you know, they seem to be happy. And yet, you know, he's he's... He's alone, you know, like, but it's not a bad thing necessarily. So I don't know. I liked that. I liked that he was kind of exploring alone and it it was a comfortable thing. It wasn't like a, oh man, I'm alone and I shouldn't be eating alone. I should ask my wife to go with me. No. Oh yeah. That's another (laughs) thing. Like they never eat together. The wife uh, and the husband, of course they do have one episode, but uh, it's kind of funny because they always do their own separate things and uh, they never really like do things together where we're so used to as Americans and and British and all these Western countries holding hands, going out on dates, eating together all the time. It's not very common in Japanese culture. But no, what I was saying with the lonely thing is it's just Japanese culture when you're eating to be kind of quiet and lonely. Like these booths in ramen shops, you literally have dividers and you sit in one little, it's like a, you know, like when you go to prison and you go talk to somebody <laughs> behind the glass and they have the dividers blocking you in the next, next booth. It's like that, a confessional. It's like a confessional at, at a church, right? That's what a ramen shop is. And uh, it's, to me, that feels kind of lonely. It, it's kind of like they, they just need to spit people in and out because these shops are so small. And uh, Asia is like that, you know? It's, it's everybody's on their phone, they have a headphones on and they just go eat for five minutes and then get out. And that's just how it is. Imagine uh, eating everything in five minutes. <laughs> I have. Oh, my gosh. I have so many stories about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that for another time. But, yeah, Asia is a culture shock for a lot of Americans who aren't used to that. Um, you can't mingle while eating. Okay, moving on to our third show, Restaurant to Another World. This is an anime uh, that came out, I think, a couple years ago. But it's a story about this kind of that's another japanese cafe style uh restaurant that opens every seven days to fantasy worlds so this is an isekai like um mm-hmm. what's another isekai the japanese name is literally called isekai isekai to an, yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i mean this show is like you said it actually has isekai in it in its japanese uh, name so it's an isekai about a restaurant i've never never seen a show an isekai about a restaurant yeah, they're usually like action adventure, aren't they? Isekai usually transports a single human. This one <laughs> transports an entire restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, it's transporting single humans or sometimes two of them to into the restaurant. So is it the restaurant moving or is it the people? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the premise is so simple, but it's oddly sweet in delivery because uh, we find out that I guess this man or this king or this kind of like really smart guy named Wilhelm um, made the door or a magical door or something like that to this restaurant or he started it. And uh, one of the episodes actually shows his granddaughter long after he dies um, rediscovering the door 
after losing his her I mean losing her grandfather. I don't know if he actually made it or not, oh. but yeah, she she loses her grandfather and then she finds the door again and she only remembers that as a kid she ate clouds mm-hmm. there. Yeah, clouds was and just clouds par- ended up being a parfait. Yeah. 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 I'm getting so hungry. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I want to eat everything we're talking about. I, I just I can remember the parfait that they that she had and all of the like cute little like candy things on it. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, there's a couple of things. Where can I get yeah. that? Like katsu and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, oh yeah. Honestly, all the food and even in the animes, you see the food and like they make like in Food Wars, I was just watching, they made like this like crispy fish thing. And I was like, I don't even like fish, but I want to eat that. <laughs> oh, Japanese make the best seafood. Like I don't hate yeah. fish, but I don't like love it. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't, it's like I would never order it at a restaurant, basically. Oh, I got to take you to a sushi shop, man. You got to You got to try sushi, though. Like my dad makes pretty good fish. We had yeah. fish the other day and he used in like different seasoning. It was pretty good. Like, but it's always deep fried. So it's oh, like, deep fried. Yeah. Well, grilled is the best. I like grilled fish, but grilled fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the skin on it. Our mackerel, like Japanese and mackerel. The eyes. Yeah. You can tell I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Asians eat a lot of fish. And the eyes. <laughs> Yeah, no, we like lake caught fish. Usually the fish we eat is stuff that we've caught mm-hmm. ourselves. Oh, yeah. And yeah, my dad just, he he fillets it and removes the bones. And yeah, we eat it that way. Mm. So you don't eat. Breads it and fries it. A full fish. Well, you should try my one. My dad one does actually eat fish like that. The closest I've ever tried to like a whole like fish with the eyes still in it. My dad had something similar to that. I think it might have actually just been a whole fish. And I don't know how he cooked it. I still think he must have. I think he fried it somehow. Or I wouldn't have eaten it. <laughs> and I tried a piece of it. And I don't know. Fish just tastes too fishy. Like, he's made fish with the skin on. And I didn't like it. Do you like, know? Because it's just too fishy. Do so you know he took the, the smoothest off. piece of meat on a fish? Do you know where that is? No. The cheekbone. The cheeks. Sweet cheeks. Fat cheeks. <laughs> the sweet cheeks no seriously the sweet cheeks that's the sweetest like softest best piece of meat on the entire fish that's a secret well yeah. i wouldn't know that i'm not a you should try I'm not a fish connoisseur you should try it one day um yeah i'm gonna start with like you know the katsudon and like you know stuff, katsu is stuff not like that. fish though like, i know that's why i said i would start with that yeah no yeah do a don <laughs> like exactly yeah right. any type of don bowl is like you can't go wrong with that like that's just rice and eggs and like you know you can survive that it sounds, it sounds so good <laughs> but yeah anyway. or a noodle dish would be good too yeah anyway back. you know what i really want to have what i really 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 want to have that i've never had what do you want to have oh rice but i specifically want it the way that they had it in one of the like buzzfeed like tasty tasty worth it things because they had it with this like fried rice and then the sauce over it was more like a gravy style. It wasn't because I don't don't put ketchup on my eggs. I'm sorry. What the fuck? No. Wow. Um, that's... I don't want that. <laughs> ketchup. I don't even like ketchup that much. That's a like, Japanese how can you put thing. Like, it tastes great. I know it's it like, is. But it's, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, toma- yeah, tomato with the egg and the rice. That's that's how they do it. It's it's delicious. I know. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying I want it that the way that. This because it was still an omelet rice because they put it over the rice and they cut it open and the egg <laughs> fell over. Oh, it looks so good. That's how I want it, just like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it didn't have any ketchup. I do that pretty well. And if I if I tried it like the normal way, I would be like, don't put the ketchup on it. I will try one piece with ketchup just for the sake of it. But I'm telling you, I'm probably going to want it without the ketchup. You are so. <laughs> OK, anyway, back to a uh, restaurant to another world. Uh, <laughs> so this show is kind of like uh, Samurai Gourmet in that it's a very slow paced show. But there's something about it that is really sweet because it shows that food is something that not only humans, but creatures of all kinds. Because once again, this is a fantasy setting. This is a Nisekai where all these different different worlds and different creatures live, like lizard men and beast men. And all of them can go to one place and share a meal with one another in a restaurant. And despite all their differences, food is their unifying thing. So this goes back to our whole Thanksgiving theme. This show does a great <laughs> job of showing that food is something that everyone, every animal, every creature needs and that we're not all that different. And I think it's so beautiful. Just same thing with Samurai, Samurai Gourmet. Like there's a lot of nice themes to these shows that I think we really do need to watch and pay attention to right now, especially right now in 2020, where it feels like everyone's super divided and like everybody's like I'm on one side or the other. But the simple reality is we're all human and we're all animals and we're all in need of food. And we're actually much more similar than we are different, right? Sometimes, yes. But there's also those people who are like, but you don't know my family. (laughs) (laughs) The family. There's always those like cliches about the family member who's like, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? Like, do do you have a significant other yet? And it's like, uh... Uh, why does it matter? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving. Okay, what, what is <laughs> what, Food can what, bring what you together, that? but what? you can also be a pain in the butt. Wow. What, what, does that, what does that have to do with anything? Um, I guess because uh, I like having a low-key Thanksgiving that I don't have to go spend with anybody. Okay, so the <laughs> like secret to that mom, is you but... just make a lot of good food and keep stuffing their mouths so they can't talk to you. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Last year, you, ha- you got to be Soma. You got to make something so aroming that all they can do. Aroming? Ar- aromatic? Ar- <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm making a word up. It's aroming, okay? The, okay. Has to, <laughs> it, has to have, it has to be so aroming that they're so enamored with the smell that they're not thinking straight and they won't bug you about whether you have a, a girlfriend or not. Oh, they will. Uh, last year, I went to visit my grandma because she was living in a home at that time. And um, it was great <laughs> because I didn't have to go anywhere. <laughs> my mom, I think, wanted to go to my aunt's house that year. Because every every now and then, we'll go to my aunt's instead of just staying home. But I was like, I don't want to go there. <laughs> so I went to visit my grandma instead. And on the way home, I stopped at Quick Trip to get food. Because I didn't have anything at home to eat on Thanksgiving. And I think the woman there felt bad for me. I think she thought I was alone on Thanksgiving, which I guess I kind of was because I visited my grandma, but they didn't have like, I think they might have had like a Thanksgiving lunch or something instead of dinner. I have no clue, Mm -hmm. but I just like went over there whenever I felt like I wanted to go over there. And yes, I think the lady was like, oh my gosh, this poor girl is like alone on Thanksgiving. And she was like, do you want any of this? I can make it for you. We don't have any help, but I can make you some. And I was like, no, I'm good. But now, oh my God, now, quick trip, they have these delicious 
potato wedges. I have never had a potato wedge so good, and it's from a like a gas station. Like, what the hell? Okay, that aside, back to the show. <laughs> Restaurant to another world. Little does the I other- know. This lonely single woman by herself on Thanksgiving actually goes home to an entire guild full of creatures and animals and celebrates Thanksgiving online with all of her guild mates. So, yeah. I had cheese curds, so I have no regrets because that's what I got. <laughs> but, um, okay, back to Restaurant to Another World. Another thing I, I actually was thinking about it while I was watching it. It reminded me a lot of Violet Evergarden, but like a happy version. What? Because Violet Evergarden has this like where every episode you meet a new person and learn their story. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how this show is. Sometimes you learn, like, two people's stories. So it reminded me of that, where it's like, you learn someone's story, and oftentimes they, like, find some sort of, um, 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 um it starts with a C. Oh, my God. Are we doing this again? Guessing your words without you describing it? <laughs> I can't think of the word. They find comfort? Is that it? They find some sort of, it's It's like similar. It's not comfort, but it's like condolence. Like um, Condolence and comfort are completely different words. <laughs> Closure. That's ah, close. Okay. I think that's what I'm looking for. It's like they might find some sort of comfort, some sort of closure in this place because... Like, for the granddaughter, she remembers her beautiful memory with her grandfather. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, sick, apparently. And then she's, like, no longer sick because she ate the food. And it's, I don't know, it's magical. Japanese food. So, it's healing. So I just, it reminded me of Violet Evergarden because there's a lot of episodes like that where people have the main character write their story or their letter mm-hmm. to somebody. And it's a very healing experience for them. And I felt like that kind of happened in this show, too. So that's why I thought of it as similar, except Violet Evergarden made me cry every episode. <laughs> and this one did not. <laughs> so there you go. The happy food-related version. Yeah. With a big titty dragon lady. Had to get that fan That's true. That's true. I completely forgot about the big, <laughs> big titty dragon. <laughs> There's been a lot of uh, big titty dragon ladies in anime recently, huh? You're right. Yeah. Yeah, like um, Ar- Arafita had one who uh, has a fetish of having things like having she had a fetish of getting beaten up and having things stuck up her butt oh my oh my have you seen Arifita? Okay, no wonder I, it's another I mean, isekai i don't know what you're saying so Arifita. it's a isekai um that came out it was a i guess it was a pretty popular anime like just like a couple seasons ago i don't yeah i don't think i've seen that one we might cover Isn't that there also like a dragon made one dragon made from what anime? Maybe I'm like an anime about dragon maids. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> this is too. Wow. Is Are you sure that wasn't a hentai? <laughs> it might be. I haven't actually watched it. Yeah. I just have seen the like art for it. Well, on the bright side, we do have a lot of interesting topics to cover in the future, like Erefuta, because uh, Sari doesn't hasn't seen it, and I haven't okay, seen a lot so of stuff she's seen. I already told you that I really want to try like Omurais and like ramen <laughs> but is there any food from these shows after like watching them that you haven't tried that you really really want to try well well if you mean like just generic ones like ramen and all that stuff i've had everything <laughs> i mean i i do live in a very uh okay, true asian true i'm true asian and i do live in a very <laughs> liberal i guess city where we do have actual Japanese restaurants from Japan come here and such. Yeah, we actually shop. have a lot of Japanese restaurants. Mm-hmm. I'm just poor. But no, it has nothing to do with being poor. You just, uh, you know, 
You're just uh, one of those. It's two things. The first thing is that I'm poor, and the second thing is I'm like... And you only eat cheesecakes, apparently. That's that's also one oh of those... Oh, my God, I love cheesecake. I love cheesecake. But so my thing is, it's like, okay, if I spend the money on this food, and then I don't like it, what do I do with it? Like, I don't want it to go to waste. Like, I what I want to do is I want to go somewhere with someone, can't really happen right now, who will order the food, and, and I'll eat, eat their food. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, you share the <gasps> because plate. Because they that's, know that they like it. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. That's what I wanted yeah. to. But at the same time, I don't really know anybody who's like into, like, even though we have a lot of Japanese restaurants around here, like, I don't really know anyone who's like into it. I'll figure it out. Yeah. You got to figure that out. There's a lot of good food out there. But if I'll figure it out next year, yeah, next year. <laughs> or in two, <laughs> years, in two years at this rate. All right. You always get to go. That's actually easier. Then if you don't like that's it, you just true. dump the food. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I just don't want to waste. Because here's the thing is if I waste the food, I've wasted my money. Somebody's got to eat it. That's true. But, okay, so there is one dish. And I, I talked about it when we were talking about the Food Wars segment. The one that I kept failing at, I do want to try to make that and actually eat it. Because that one, um, I am very interested in it. The way Soma made it and the way um, Erina cuts it open and the egg just opens and floods out into the rice. It is the coolest thing, and it is so fucking hard to do. So it's similar to an omurice? What was it again? Okay, Remind so uh, it's uh, it's called the frozen tempura don. Or was it tempura don? It's, it's a frozen egg don where he freezes the egg, and it has to be a certain temperature and the right thing. And you actually shouldn't freeze the egg, actually. Uh, our F, is it FCC? <laughs> who, who does the food regulation in the United States? FDA. FDA or whatever. FCC. Food and Drug Administration? Yeah, yeah sorry. FDA, not the FCC. Okay, FCC is them. for TV. Uh, yeah, FDA. The <laughs> FDA actually recommends you don't do that because that's salmonella, and you can get um, you can get sick from that. It's a very fine line of fucking it up and actually making something crazy cool. And uh, so you freeze the egg, and then you put it on top of uh, I think you put it on tempura or some sort of katsu or chicken, and he put it on top of the rice, and you do a little uh, piece of like um, oh I forgot that leaf. I bought it at the Japanese market too. Uh, but you set it up is like... Is it like a cabbage leaf? No, no, no. It's definitely not a cabbage leaf. Is it like nori? No, you have... Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like nori. Yeah. I, I think it's actually a waki... Waki mar, marni? I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah. So when... So like when Erin cut the egg, right? Um, the inside of the egg, the yolk is liquidy. That is the coolest thing because when you, when you fry an egg or if you... Um, or if you boil an egg, the inside gets hard, right? It's a solid yellow. So what Soma did was what he had a hard outside, but a, so- a liquid inside. That is the hardest thing to do. So that is something I... You know you can boil an egg that way, though. It's not... No, you can't do it the way he did it. You probably don't... Well, not the way he did it, but you can boil an egg and still have, like, a soft inside. A liquid inside, though. I think you can, yeah. Because you just have to... Um, that's Change safe how to eat long you cook yeah the yolk is when you fry an egg do you fry it, the yolk all the way through no well okay so what happened well yeah he's frying it he's literally what he did was he froze the egg for two days and then he takes it and he fries it for a specific amount of time so that there is uh the tempura batter around the egg and the inside of the egg is liquid that's basically what he did and that is actually really difficult to do I've yeah, tried it. The, the, and like I said, I've wasted cartons of eggs. I would say so, just hearing that it has to be frozen first. Yeah, you shouldn't freeze eggs. That's that's what the FDA says. So yeah, that that is the dish that I want to try. Uh, and 
and I will make it one day successfully. <laughs> but uh, until then, so are you are you like eating these as you? No, try? I, like, I can't even eat it because the eggs are are dead. They're they're broken. They they crack and it spills out. They're not perfect eggs anymore because you have to freeze it specifically for a specific amount of time, or else the eggs die. It's really difficult to do. We'll post the recipe on Twitter. Uh, that is something a lot of people have tried. I actually found it's like a lot of anime geeks have tried this recipe because it's so cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I've tried it and uh, I failed. I just can't get the eggs. I right. was over here like I was over here like does he like crack open this frozen egg and then fry it and it doesn't work out and he just eats no, it? No, so like, once, I'm like, how are you not sick? Once the <laughs> egg is cracked in the freezer, you throw it away. You can't use it. You got to toss it. The egg has to be perfectly um, symmetrical and clean after freezing it or else it's useless for you. You can't do anything with it. This sounds like a lot of food waste. It is a lot of food waste because I suck. <laughs> but Soma did it. Well, actually, no. Soma actually might have practiced it a lot. He actually uh, showed Aaron that. But yeah, that that was one of the uh, you could hear uh, specials um, and it's pretty cool. Actually, everyone is a special. But that about wraps <laughs> it up for our Thanksgiving episode. I think I'm going to go cook something to eat right now because I am pretty hungry. So order up and you're welcome. Does he say that in the Japanese? Once? He does. There we go. So my references work. I'm either going to eat these cheese and peanut butter crackers or some ramen. Uh, just so ramen. uncultured. So uncultured, well, uh, Siri. That's all I got. I'll cook for you one all day. all I got. Uh, so I am Ion. That's Sari. Thank you guys so much for listening to Incoherent Geekshit. Be sure to hit us up at our Twitter and Instagram at iGeekshit. And also have a very happy and safe Thanksgiving with all your friends and family on Zoom if you do the Zoom ones. <laughs> yeah, enjoy your Zoom mukbang. <laughs> enjoy your Zoom mukbangs. We'll probably, uh, maybe Sari will do one and we'll post it. No. Nope. Of her eating. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> her eating her uh, homemade ramen. I'll put, a, I'll put a boiled egg in it just for you. Okay. All right. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you guys in two weeks. <laughs>